Hello, viewers of the Most Haunted City on Earth. This is Madison and JT. And we wanted to hop on before this episode to let you know that this is going to be a very special episode because it's actually one that really embodies what we do on our other podcast, which is From One to Wicked, where we rate malevolent spirits from around the world on a scale of one to wicked. So uh, if you haven't checked out that yet, uh, definitely go ahead and do that. But I hope you enjoy the Wendigo. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of From One to Wicked. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm JT Timmons. And we are here in the studio on a very rainy afternoon. I it's know. perfect for telling ghost stories. It's like heavy pouring outside, no thunder or anything like that. Very ominous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Absolutely. Um, perfect for talking about a super famous cryptid um, here in America that a lot of people love, the Wendigo. Ooh. Oh, yes. A lot of people love One talking second. about those. Yep, absolutely. Before we get started with the Wendigo, I want to thank our patrons that signed on to Patreon this week. I want to thank uh, Chuck Barker, Seth Hadfield, Tiffany Vineyard, Amy, and Alicia Behum. Thank you all so much. Y'all keep this going. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be, I mentioned in the last episode, we're going to be traveling uh, to West Virginia this week because uh, people are signing up for our Patreon to becoming patrons. And, you know, that's that we're taking that money. We're reinvesting it into travel. We just bought a, uh, we just bought a lens that is specifically for vlogging with the fast autofocus. So it's going to be really, really awesome. So definitely check that out. Also early access to all episodes, like sometimes a week in advance. So seriously, there's a lot there. Check it out. Yep. So thank All you right, guys. Yep. Thank you guys to, uh, who do support us on Patreon so much. We appreciate you guys. Yes. But, yep. Into Wendigos, though. Um, so let me pull out my handy dandy iPad. But yes. So, JT, are you familiar with Wendigos at all? Oh, I saw that movie. Sure. I saw that movie. We were- that came out like uh, Antlers. I Antlers. saw Antlers. Yeah, we were actually just recently up in their territory. They kind of exist up in northern Minnesota and um, that central portion of Canada. Oh, for real? Yeah, we were literally right in Wendigo land. So Wendigo land. <laughs> that was the worst. That's the theme park I want to go to. That is like the worst theme park you could possibly go no. to. No. Wait until you hear about All right, these I, bad boys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about them. Okay, but. so cool. Well, um, they sound fun. So they kind of are commonly seen in Minnesota's North Woods. Oh, God, that's exactly where we were. I know. <laughs> in the forests of the Great Lake regions and the central we region. We stayed on Lake Superior. I know. I am surprised the Wendigo didn't come and snatch us. But they snatch? Well, you'll see. Okay. Um, so basically, though, they um, are also in central regions of Canada and are sl- said to... Uh, be malevolent beings. Now, they also go by other names because they are traditionally a Native American spirit mm. of sorts. Um, it comes from Native American uh, folk tellings and things like that. They are called Wendigos, Wittigos, Wittikos, and Wittigo. And it roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Okay. That's creepy. Yes. Um, <laughs> first off, I, I have heard about these since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I just don't know a ton about them. So I'm excited to learn about them. I'm excited for you to teach me about them. But 
because they're Native American uh, folklore, um, potentially real things, um, does that make them like like an OG North American I could totally uh, uh, entity? I could totally see that um, a lot. We'll go a little bit into that. A lot of the like They're first, not elsewhere, is what I mean. Yeah, they're in North America. They're okay. not really over okay. in other places, for Got sure. It. Got it. Um, yeah, it is very much so a, a Native American traditional story, but there are people who are not Native American who have experienced Wendigos. Uh, got it. So, got it, got it, got it. Um, and we'll go further into that in a little bit. But, yes, so what they look like, so you can picture them in your head when we're talking about them. They are gaunt to the point of emaciation. Ooh. It's, um, it's desiccated skin pulled tautly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently uh, disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Its body was unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, giving off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. And that was a quote from Basil Johnston, an Ojibwe, uh, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, teacher and scholar that is a... Spell um, it. O-J-I-B-W-E. Okay. Um, and that's a Native American tribe in um, that region of America up into Canada. And he is a teacher and scholar in Ontario, I'm gonna Google Canada. Them. I'm going to Google them and I want to uh, read about them. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few Native American tribes that have um, written about Wendigos and told stories about these creatures. That's awesome. So... According to legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the past, this occurred more often when Native Americans and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snows and ice of the North Woods, which I can confirm we went there in July and it was already really cold there. So I can imagine in like January how brutal (laughs) that must have been. But... Sometimes stranded for days, any survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize in the dead to survive. Other versions of the legend cite that humans who display extreme greed, gluttony, and excess might also be possessed by a Wendigo. Thus, the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Okay. So... (laughs) um, A little bit about the history of the Wendigos. This creature has been known... um, among the, uh, alleg- uh, oh, let me see how can you try to pronounce some of these? But um, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be better just to spell it and um, you know so people can uh, instead of us butchering it, yes. um, you know people could Google it if they want to learn about the tribe more and they have this, the the spelling. Yes. So this first one is the Ojibwe. Um, so uh, from. The for the whole name it's A L G O N Q U I A N, and then space O J I B W E. I actually think that's Algonquin. Yes, that sounds about right. Okay. Um. Then the Eastern Cree tribe. C R E E. Yep. C R E E. The Salto, which is S A U L T E A U X. The West Main Swampy Cree. C R E E. 
the NASCAPI, N-A-S-K-A-P-I, and the Inu, I-N-N-U, peoples. They have described them as giants, many times larger than human beings, although descriptions can be somewhat common, um, can vary somewhat. Common to all these cultures, it is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, like, really a uh, 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 entity of suffering. Yes. Oof, man, I'll tell you, when you have suffering, like it, it opens up. I feel like I feel like suffering opens up like black holes it for really evil, does. like portals almost for evil. Well, a lot of times when you are suffering, your guards are down, and there are a lot of entities out there that prey upon people who are at, in a weak state and can't defend themselves in that way. So imagine these entities, these malevolent entities, as uh, a tiger. And then, you know, like the person who is dying from starvation or whatever being the prey of a tiger. And the tiger is just waiting for it to get to a point where it can strike without utilizing too much effort. Yeah. Essentially. That's kind of how a lot of malevolent entities um, go about their um, attacks and things of that nature. So... Uh, A couple of the ways that different tribes have described it. One tribe described the creature as a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. And then another... Love all these descriptions. I know, right? (laughs) But um, another tribe described it as a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth, mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss. Its footprints was full of blood. And it ate, my, uh, it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead. And then the luckless individual became... It possess? Mm-hmm. So if it's so weak, I wonder. I'm, I'm like trying to figure this out. It's like a, it's like a creature of suffering and malnutrition and... And, you know, like it, a, a creature of weakness, but my God, it seems so strong. So basically, it's a creature, I should say, that preys upon those issues. Okay. They thrive off of people who are suffering. So that's how it feeds. Yes. Got it. Yes. It's a man-eating creature, um, okay. but it can possess people. And there's actually documentation, and we're actually about to go into this in okay. a little bit, about the Wendigo uh, disease of sorts. Ooh. Um, but yes, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. I like that. So if you haven't seen antlers, check it out. It's okay. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't like vibing super hard with it. Uh, but I, I watched the whole thing and it was, it was fun and it is all about the Wendigo. Um, I kind of now want to make a movie about the Wendigo, right? (laughs) <laughs> because it right? sounds great. They're I, frightening. I, I, have a, I have a very different vision than what, I guess, the, the, the filmmakers for Antler had of the Wendigo, just hearing this. Absolutely. Um, the, um, anyway. And so, basically, the common 
traits, even though, like we said, it's varied depending on what tribe is telling the story and the people who have experienced it. But the commonalities is that they always have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and overly long tongues. Kind of like... um, Tartan. Yes. Our dog. Our dog. The longest tongue. Yes. Anyway, Um, But kind of like... um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. The creature uh, from Germany that Pokemon L- lick a tongue. No, Germany. The uh, the anti Santa Claus. What's his name again? Oh, Krampus. Krampus. Thank you. Oh yeah. Kind, oh yeah. It's kind of similar into that vibe oh. of what they look like a little bit. Um, okay. But they also are described to have sallow, yellowish skin, and other times they are covered with matted hair. The creature is said to have several skills and powers, including stealth, is a near-perfect hunter, knows and uses every inch of its territory, and control the weather through dark magic. Oh, man. They are also portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation. Wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land, eternally seeking to fulfill their voracious appetite for human flesh. And if there is nothing left to eat, it starves to death. Oh. So that's how you kill a Wendigo, I guess, is starve it. Starve to death. Um, yeah, but if it's a near-perfect hunter, it's kind of a, it, yeah. a tough feat. <laughs> so now we're going to go into kind of the interesting logic that even actually Native American tribes have confirmed this theory along with uh there have been some studies on it called wendigo psychosis so can i just first like just stop you here and just like say how impressed with i am with your research on some of these things like this is this is so in-depth like like she's got it down like Mm -hmm. there's bullet points and all that you know it's true it's it's pretty all right. So this sorry. is what I do in my free time, y'all. If you were yeah, she ever loves wondering, it too. Yeah. she's over there with her little iPad, like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ooh, like, that's why I got her the iPad Mini. Yeah. I was like, you know, but right. um, but yeah. So psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, the psychosis occurs within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. People who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. (laughs) At the same time... They have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. Oh, boy. The most common response when a person showed signs of Wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional native healers. In past cases, if these attempts failed and the possessed person began to threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocially, they were executed. And this was um, how the Native American people handled people with Wendigo psychosis. And so... There have been reports regarding the psychosis dating back hundreds of years. Uh, One of the first documentations of Wendigo possession of sorts happened in 1661. Um, It was a a Jesuit group. And so it's called the Jesuit Relations Document from 1661. And so what caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake. Namely, that the men deputed... Deputed by our conductor to summon the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were, uh, where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner. 
Those poor men, according to the report given us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these uh, species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite, ever seeking fresh prey. And more greatly, they, uh, the more they ate. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among these the simple people for checking such acts of murder... They were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. All right. And that was a direct quote from the Jesuit relations document. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So so that's like, that. I mean, I'm not going to say that proves they exist. But yeah. That's some, that's some well, heavy evidence. It's also really interesting that even in 1661, they were acknowledging the presence of these creatures. Yeah. Native American people have obviously been acknowledging things of this nature in their culture with multiple different entities um, for, you know, as long as they've been in North America. But it was a little uncommon for, you know, the settlers to come in because they were so deeply rooted in different religious beliefs they didn't oftentimes believe in anything that would have been otherworldly of sorts so yeah, the fact yeah. that they're documenting it is very interesting that is to very me. interesting but there was another incident uh that happened in 1878 to 1879 it's called the swift runner incident hmm. so another documented case occurred in 1878 when a plains cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner suffered one of the worst cases known. Swift Runner was a trader with the Hudson's Bay uh, Company who was married and the father of six children. In 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. During the winter of 1878 to 1879, Swift Runner and his family were starving along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation, and at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. Though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson's Bay Company post, some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Instead, he killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. A Wendigo allegedly made several appearances near Rosu, uh, Rosazu, R-O-S-E-S-U, in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time it was reported, an unexpected death followed, and finally it was seen no more. Oh, wow. So That's a creepy story. Yeah, so a lot of people think Yo. that he turned into that Wendigo. That no, I mean, I, so, I, which okay. is so interesting. I am, this is... This is just this a, is up just there. A heads up, this is going to be a high rating for me. Oh, yeah, for me too. I don't Very know if it's me, so. Bloody McKenzie, but we're getting there. Yeah. And then the last reported um, incident that I do want to bring up to y'all because I feel like it definitely validates this story and this creature is with Jack Fiddler. So another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. 
Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by enemy shamans, and others were members of his band who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. Enemy shamans. So, so wait. So you you have? I mean, you got to be real messed up to send a wendigo to send at somebody? a wendigo at somebody. Like, like you- I get like you know. I don't really get, you know, going in and, and, and warring with another tribe, but whatever. I mean, I'm, I wasn't there, but, but anyway, uh, but that to, just seems like to literally eat your tribe. Yeah, seems like, like brutal in, that's in, like a vicious attack. Yeah. yeah I mean that, uh, uh, cruel and unusual, mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. you know, I think that would, yeah, uh-uh. that's that, crazy. That, that is pretty messed up, but, um, where was I? Okay. Sorry. No, you're okay. In the latter case, family members usually asked Fiddler to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. So basically what I'm getting from this is that you can prevent somebody from transforming into the full grown Wendigo in the early stages of Jesser Wendigo psychosis. I'm murdering them? You have to. You have to get rid of them before uh, they turn full there, Wendigo. There's no way to there's no way to figure this out. There's no cure for it. There's no cure. That's what they literally said. They said so it's an it's incurable like, desire to eat human so flesh. So like basically, you know, you're 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 chilling there, you're all eating dinner, and instead of wanting to eat your bowl of soup, like, you know, you got homie like I want fingies. <laughs> like it like yes. like and then you have to kill them? That's crazy. Yeah. If they show signs of having that Wendigo psychosis, then wow. you, you can't do any it's like putting down a dog that has rabies. Like you really can't do anything about it. Wow. You know? Um, so basically Fiddler's brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson's Bay traders, the Cree, and missionaries knew the Wendigo legend, though they often explained it as mental illness or superstition. Regardless, several incidents of people turning Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented in the company's records. So documented? Yeah, it's literally documented. Wow. But they were trying to write it off as just saying, well, it's mental illness. Yeah. But for for me how this how this show this thing that we're doing works is like so for instance like the Gilly do you know there's no documented I mean sure there's like stories and all of that there's documented stuff but it's also you know even though it was it, it you know in the stories it's malevolent because there's no documentation I'm a, I'm going to give it a lesser rating but the fact that you know and then bloody mckenzie we gave bloody mckenzie did you give him a 9 or an I eight? gave him a 9 I gave him a 9 too and this is on a scale from 1 to wicked with wicked being 10 so i mean that's that's uh you know bloody mckenzie well, was, bloody was McKenzie super hardcore attacked 450 people and so. it was documented though yeah. that's the thing that's a documented haunting right like amityville horror you know and i'm sure that's coming up but oh, yeah. oh but, I have plans. I'm sure you have plans, baby. Uh, she makes schedule. Anyway, uh, but the fact that this is documented and it's folklore, mm-hmm. I mean, that is so cool because you almost mm-hmm. never get like the monster creature folklore documented. Especially something so frightening looking. Yeah. Like, I and now I'm like I want to go back up to North Shore. I know. Minnesota. I feel like we totally missed out on some like creature hunts. We could have done a mobile pot anyway. You're too busy We're gonna, looking for agates. If you if <laughs> so, if you join our Patreon, maybe we'll we back. can take that money, put it into a plane ticket, and we can do a Wendigo episode in the Wendigo woods. Yep, that would yeah. be really cool. Um, 
So wow. in, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder because they were killing people who had Wendigo psychosis. And Jack committed suicide. So um, our chief committed suicide. But Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. So even though they were literally tr- like just trying to prevent more Wendigos from running rampant in the woods. Yeah. But, but same, baby, but though. baby, but baby, hold on. So like, so like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. And if they really were Wendigos, yeah. I mean, I guess you have to do it. But the other side is like, you know, I'm also seeing it from the law standpoint where they're like, you know, you have no right to kill anybody. Sure. But even like, if you think that they're something else. I mean, heard. Know? But here's the thing. I'm like, it's a Native American tribe. It has been in their culture for centuries. How are you going to tell somebody who is defeated 14 Wendigos that he can't keep from creating more Wendigos? That's I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to just draw the line there and just not talk anymore about it just because I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You is, know, it could have been murder and it could have been not. Um, I'm kind of siding on the fact that it was not. But, but you whatever. guys can make up your own opinions about yeah, that. Yeah, read but, about it. Yeah, but that is how the story ends. So it is important to know that. Now, Wendigo sightings nowadays. Ooh, the, now? Yeah, the frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century as the Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with Western ide- ideologies. So basically, they're like, you can't eat human flesh. We're going to lock you up in a mental institute, basically. Mm. Um, However, Wendigo creature sightings are still reported, especially in northern Ontario, near the cave of the Wendigo, and around... There's a cave? There is, in Canada. Bro, wait, are you serious? Yes. All right, if we... we, Okay, if we do get enough... We're going to the cave of Wendigo. If we do get enough Patreon... Follow uh, 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 people to patrons to join our Patreon, and we can afford a plane ticket to the like just off of that to the cave. Yeah, I think that's the first place we're going. Absolutely, that is so cool. Yes, and um, around Kenora, where traders have allegedly spotted it. Oh my god! Trackers and trappers for decades. Um, tra- uh, so it was basically traders, trackers, and trappers. Try to say that three times fast. They're the ones who are reporting seeing these Wendigos around there. Um, Many still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Many have given Kenora, Ontario, Canada, the title of Wendigo capital of the world. Sightings of the creature in this area have continued well into the new millennium. Great research, babe. Thank you. Seriously. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you. I um, thoroughly enjoyed reading about Wendigos. I'm sure you did. <laughs> this is right up your alley. All right. I want to hear your rating first. I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Yes. It's on par with Bloody McKenzie. Because of the horrific nature and wow. the uncontrollability of this creature. Uh, makes it one of, if not the most frightening creature in north america yeah in my opinion i mean other than that diamondback rattlesnake i would take a demon over a wendigo any day whoa because demons you can (laughs) she's just kidding 
Well, for real though, because you can. Tayana looking like, yeah, bro. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> I I'm serious. You know, there's ways you can protect yourselves against the demon, but a Wendigo just sounds like it's gonna come up and sneak up on you and munch your arm, and I ain't trying to do that. You know? Yeah. Like people are just trying to hang out in the North Woods and they get attacked by Wendigos. Yeah. And then you turn into one, which is crazy. No, that is crazy. You know, that is crazy. That is. I, I a nine is really high though, babe. That's what I think. You always do this. To me, I know. You try to convince me that I can't have my. No, ratings. you can have. No, 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 no. You can have whatever you want. No, no. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I take. I with my with my ratings. If if you're a, if you're like an eight and above, I mean, you are you are top five percent most malevolent thing. So if that's what you, I mean, like I feel. I feel like we're 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 around there. I'm gonna give the Wendigo. A very very solid eight. Sure. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the window go an eight. It, solely a, a nine. Solely, um, um, I'm not giving the window go a nine just because sightings and cases have fallen off. Um, you know, in recent years, uh, if this bloody McKenzie is still a problem. So here's the thing. The reason why they've fallen off, though, in my opinion, is because less people are starving out in the wilderness nowadays. We have sure. total access to food. We are in a modern civilization, whereas back in the 1600s, obviously, they were living off the land. They were, it was way easier for you to acquire Wendigo psychosis when you're literally starving in the brutal winters. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's, that's the only reason why it's decreased. All right. I agree with you. You're right. I'm going to then, then what I'm going to do, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take them, I'm going to take the wind to go up 0.5. I'm going to, I'm going to give the wind to go an 8.5 um, be, because, because you're right. We're rating what it, what it was more than what it is now, I guess. But it's still here. But it's still here. It's just so. more, you have, you have less people starting out in the woods. No, yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, but anyway, 8.5, this is obviously one of the most malevolent uh, entities, like, ever. Um, yeah. Definitely, I mean, I would, if, if we have any uh, Native American listeners and you have, like, Wendigo stories that, you know, either, you know, you just, like, it happened to you or... You have um, family members that have told you stories? Absolutely. Please tell if us. You, if you send those to us, we'll tell them, like, you know, in the next episode for you. Uh, maybe phone you in. Um, but that's, that's crazy. Um, it's such an interesting creature, too, because I don't think there's really anything quite like it anywhere else in the world. No. Which is so fascinating. It's wild. But there's just something so frightening about a man-eating creature that has an insatiable hunger for sure. eating you. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> so, so a nine. Yep. Okay. So she I, gave, she gave a nine. I gave an 8.5. I mean, those, those are basically the same. I mean, they, they this is a, this is a pretty evil it, thing. It's very evil. Very evil. But we are definitely going to want to go to the cave of the Wendigo. So absolutely. And we'll do it too. Ontario, apparently who knew a Wendigo capital of the world. So yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, cool. This has been a great episode. Yeah. Um, you know, be uh, be sure to follow us on TikTok and uh, check out our other podcast, The Most Haunted City on Earth. Uh, we do a bunch of crazy stuff on that one. Um, and uh, check for us. 
West Virginia this week. Going to be super fun. Maybe we'll see a Wendigo. Maybe not. Uh, maybe we're not uh, north enough. I don't know if we're north enough for that, but maybe we'll see Mothman. Who knows? Oh, man. If we see Mothman, I'm so lit. I'm going to come <laughs> back. I'm going to lose We saw Mothman. We saw Mothman. Maybe we should do Mothman uh, next week. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like cool. Mothman a lot, so nah. down with that. Yeah. So. Mothman's dope. Um, well, awesome. So we will see you on the next one. Yep. Thank you so much again. So we will see you. Hopefully we'll talk about Mothman or something. We'll see. But stay spooky, y'all.